Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee served the Lord for more than seven decades, and these life studies represent his contribution to the ever-expanding understanding of the revelation of the Bible. The purpose of these life studies is to present the truths contained in the scriptures and to minister the genuine life supply, to solve the common and hard problems found in the Bible and to open up every book of the Bible through interpretation. We're very happy to bring you selected portions from his speaking today. If you'd like to learn more about the Life Studies, please visit our website at lifestudy.com. Simply lifestudy.com. Now, here's today's program. In the Bible, water is used as a picture of how God conveys, even flows, his divine life into man. There are numerous such references in both the Old and New Testaments. In the Gospel of John, for example, we hear Christ himself proclaim, Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. In the Old Testament, the book of Isaiah also contains many references to this living water. This is the focus of today's life study of the Bible with Witness Lee. Joining us for fellowship as we come to the springs of salvation is Ed Marks. Brother Ed, welcome back to the program. Chris, it's good to be back, especially for this marvelous message we're going to hear, uh, which shows us that Christ is the very springs of salvation that we can drink of for our enjoyment. Ed, why is water such a useful and meaningful term in the Bible to describe so many aspects of the divine life? When we see God typified by water, it's as a river of water or as a spring of water, signifying that God is the liquid of life, and he's not stagnant, but he is flowing. When we open to receive him as our life and Savior, he flowed into us. And as we've opened to him in prayer and by getting into the word, by fellowshipping with one another as we're doing now, he is flowing within us. And that flow of the river of water of life is actually the flow of God in Christ as the Spirit in us to dispense all his riches into our being and then to flow out of us as rivers of living water into others for their enjoyment of God in Christ as the Spirit. So this is why this is such a meaningful term in the Bible, signifying God himself. Ed, I have to give you an account of a story. We had a program that aired recently. There was a lot of singing. Witness Lee was there in a, in a state of obvious enjoyment, and the 2,000 or so that were there in that meeting just kind of spontaneously erupted into, therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return. A listener heard this program and called us sobbing. Her word was, I left the Lord 20 years ago. I started listening to your program recently. She said, when I heard that singing, I began to weep because the waters began to flow again within me, and I hadn't experienced the flowing of this divine water for more than 20 years. Isn't that an incredible testimony? Oh, Chris, I am just so touched by what you just shared. I didn't know this. If you have the feeling that God is not flowing in you, we hope that this flowing will resume in this very broadcast. You know, we always need to have the inner sense that God is flowing in us, because that flow of God within us 
is our very life pulse, the very heartbeat of our Christian life and of our spiritual life. And as we mentioned, we're going to focus on two short and well-known verses in Isaiah chapter 12 today, verses 3 and 4. I'll read them now. Therefore you will draw water with rejoicing from the springs of salvation, and you will say in that day, Praise Jehovah, call upon his name. Let's join Witness Lee. Do you know the notation of this English word, spring? Spring has another meaning in verb form. You're gushing out. Deuteronomy 8 does say, first springs, then fountains, then the streams. The fountain is the source. Out of the source springs up either one spring or more than one. In Exodus chapter 17, I believe, Israel people arrive at a place called Elim. E-L-I-M. At Elim, Moses and the children of Israel arrived at a place of 12 springs and 70 palms. One fountain has 12 springs. In this chapter, chapter 12 of Isaiah, the main word, stress word, is salvation. God is my salvation. Then Jehovah is my strength and song. Both indicate experience. When God's salvation becomes my strength, eventually it will be my song, my praising, for He is my salvation. The strength and the song are just experiences of salvation and in my experiences of salvation, my God is Jehovah. These are the Old Testament short terms. Then when you come to New Testament, you also have the short terms, Jesus Christ. And sometimes you have to add in a very intimate way, my Lord Jesus Christ. If you would pray, Jehovah, I praise you. That's okay, but this sounds Jewish. Oh Lord Jesus Christ, I praise you. This sounds Christian. Now, who is this salvation? His name is called Jesus. And Jesus means what? Jay, that's Jehovah. That's salvation. That's Savior. And who is that? That is the incarnated God. He is J. Jehovah. So his name is J. Jesus, the Savior becoming the salvation. And this salvation is the source of all the springs. It's interesting, Ed, how Witness Lee drew from Deuteronomy to develop this verse in Isaiah chapter 12. How we love the wells of salvation bringing out these three different terms, these three different words, fountain, springs, and streams. Ed, what's the significance to these three terms as the wells of salvation apply to us? Yes, Chris, when we consider these three terms, this is marvelous, fountain, springs, and streams. What these three terms show us, what they portray to us, is that the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, 
His desire is to dispense himself into our being as the living water of life so that we would be saturated with him, soaked with him, so that we can be filled with him to the uttermost to become his living expression in this universe. Now, when we use the term fountain, we need to realize God the Father is the fountain of life. He is the source of life. Jeremiah 2.13, God through Jeremiah says to his people, he says, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have hewed out for themselves broken cisterns that can hold no water. This verse shows us that the Father is the source of life. He's the fountain of life. And we should not be those who forsake him. Anything in the world that we try to get to satisfy us is a broken cistern. God the Father as the fountain of life is the source of life, and he's a fountain of joy to us. Then God the Son, he's the spring of life. The fountain is the source of life. When the water flows out of the fountain, it flows out as a spring. What is a spring? A spring is the emergence of life, the manifestation of the fountain of life. So God the Son, he's the manifestation of God the Father. When God was incarnated, the Father came in the Son to be man's supply. In John 4:14, the Lord tells that Samaritan woman, and he tells us, If anyone drinks of me, the water that I will give him will become in him a fountain of water gushing up or springing up into eternal life. Well, this shows when we drink of the Lord, what happens is God himself comes into our spirit, and now he's installed in our being as a fountain. Then finally, in Revelation 22, 1, we see the spirit signified as the river of water of life proceeding out of the throne. All this shows us that God the Father, in God the Son, and as God the Spirit wants to flow himself into us for our enjoyment so that he can be everything to us. The triune God wants to dispense himself into us for our enjoyment and our supply. Ed, the profundity of this picture is it just really struck me as you've been speaking. What a picture of the triune God. All three aspects there coexisting at the same time, yet one flow, one water. It's the same water, whether it's in the fountain, in the springing up stage, or in the stream, the flowing out stage. That's really the three oneness of the triune God, isn't it? Exactly, Chris. And what we see here with the fountain springs and the streams is that they're distinct. And the three of the Godhead are distinct, but they're not separate. So the fountain, the springs, and the streams are just three aspects of one water for our enjoyment. In the same way, why is God triune? He is triune as the fountain, springs, and streams to dispense himself into us to be our supply and our enjoyment. Let's go back to Witness Lee, Ed. The fountain is salvation. The springs are Christ. When the springs become the flow, that's the rivers. That's the spirit. That fountain is nothing less than the triune process God. That's the triune God processed. Do you know where the water 
of the springs from the fountain mainly comes. The water in the fountain that springs up to be the springs. And that water was first from the heavens. Then that water comes down to the earth. And yet into the earth deeply. And under the earth it passes through the processes. Then it becomes a fountain ready to spring up. Then it does spring up. It becomes springs. This is a picture today, the salvation from which we can draw water of the springs. This water is just the Chayam God passing through all the processes. It becomes a fountain out of which we could have the springs of salvation for our experience. Then when we got it, it is a constraint flowing within us. This is the Triumph God, both in the New Testament and in the Old Testament also. God as our salvation is illustrated by the fountain of water. And Christ is our enjoyment of God as our salvation. Then this salvation is experienced by us and becoming something free within us. And that is the spirit. Have you noticed? Here in Isaiah 12, there in John chapter 4, the Lord Jesus illustrated the very salvation within him for the enjoyment of that sinful lady, Samaritan, is the living water. Then when we reach the end of the Bible in Revelation 21, verse 6 says, I will give him who is thirst to drink. Drink what? To drink the water of life. To drink the spring of the water of life freely. By this you could see both the Old Testament and the New Testament, they all use this living water as a kind of illustration of God's practical salvation. Most of the sinners, we never thought that God's salvation to us is so subjective. We all think about it kind of objective. Lord Jesus, I'm fallen in sin. I need your salvation. And women what? Women. The Lord Jesus will stretch out his arm and just pull us out of the fall. We always think this way. Absolutely no. If you want the Lord to save you, you must drink him. What is the way to receive the triune process of God as our salvation? What is the way? How about drinking, drinking, drinking? Ed, if we pick up these verses in Deuteronomy 8 that we talked about before and add some verses from the New Testament, such as John 7, 38 and 39 and uh, John chapter 4 that you mentioned, we not only see God in his trinity, but we can also see him in his process. This word applied to God is always new to people, uh, so we want to be careful to define what we mean here. How do we see this process in these passages, Ed? Well, Chris, this is just so marvelous. And the way we see this 
term process in this passage is in the following way. We saw that the triune God is signified by the fountain, the springs, and the streams so that he can flow himself into us as the river of water of life for our supply and our enjoyment. Well, the water in a fountain actually comes from the heavens, and then it comes down to the earth. It gets deeply into the earth to become a fountain under the earth. This is a process. Well, this fountain under the earth springs up and emerges to become springs. Again, this is another step of a process. Eventually, these springs become rivers to flow out for people to drink of. We can see a process here. In the same way, we can say that God himself was processed so that he can dispense himself into us. Now, why do we say this? It, well, it's very logical that the triune God, he stepped out of eternity into time with his divinity into humanity, and he became a man. This was a process. John 1.14 says, the word became flesh. He became flesh. This is a process. Then he passed through human living. This is another process. He went to the cross to die for our sins. This is another wonderful process he passed through. And then in resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15.45 tells us that Christ, as the last Adam, became a life-giving spirit. This is another process. He became a life-giving spirit so that he could flow himself into us as the river of water of life to be our supply for our enjoyment. This shows us, Chris, why we use the word process. And it's not just a doctrinal term. We need to realize that the triune God passed through this wonderful process so that even right now as you're listening, he is dispensing himself into you as the river of water of life. Uh, Ed, these are tremendous pictures that are uh, really vivid openings of some of the deepest, hardest-to-grasp truths in all of Scripture. Yet these pictures in the Old Testament book of Isaiah really helping, aren't they, to bring these things into a kind of view that we can appropriate and understand. Exactly, Chris. And it's amazing how God would portray himself in such a living way as the fountain the springs and the streams, to signify so much in a deep, high, and marvelous way. Well, let's go back. We have one more section of witnessly sharing, and then you and I will return for our final time. Do you know when the water gets into you, it passes every bit part of your being? That the way you got nourished, that the way you got transformed, that the way you got what? Conformed. And that the way you got glorified by being watered, 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 watered. Not like you water something outwardly, but you water yourself by drinking Christ into you. This is the salvation. In the Bible, there's another way that equals drinking, but more convenient than drinking. What is that? Breathing. In the Bible, breathing is drinking. I don't know where Miss Barber, you know, that sister who had a brother knee, learned the lesson. But anyhow, in one of her hymns, it says, just to bring the name of Jesus is to drink of the life indeed. 
Amy Barber says, just breathe the name of Jesus. This breathing is the drink of the water of life. Could you find breathing here? In Isaiah. Where is breathing? Aha. Uh -huh. You have a verse. What verse? Verse 4. Before calling, what you do? Here you could see, praising Jehovah call. You have to notice grammar. The grammar indicates calling and praising just one act. It doesn't say praise him and call him. No, it means praising him, call his name. Two things put them together. That's one. Whenever you call on the name of the Lord, surely that implies praising. Oh, Lord Jesus. Is this only calling? No. Oh, Lord Jesus. This is also praising. Lord Jesus, I love you. Amen. Now, what is this? Praising. This is praising and praising. It's quite interesting. Have you noticed? In the air, you breathe in. The air includes water. When you breathe the air, water gets in. You got water. You must breathe the white air. Water mingle with the air. That's very good for your breathing. For your breathing. And that breathing implies drinking. And we are now brought to the next verse in this chapter, verse 4, which identifies calling with praising. Uh, Witness Lee goes another step and identifies the calling with breathing. I recall a program with you not too long ago when you touched this matter of breathing. What was the verse that you quoted indicating that to call on the Lord is our spiritual breathing? Well, Chris, the verse that we quoted was Lamentations 3, 55 and 56. Jeremiah, he wrote this book of Lamentations. And this is where we are most of the time. Where are we? We're in a situation of Lamentations. We think our condition is lamentable. Our circumstances are lamentable. But in an environment of Lamentations, in a circumstance, a dire circumstance, or any kind of suffering we're going through, we can enjoy the Lord. How do we do this? We have to call on his name. What does Lamentations 3, 55, and 56 tell us? It tells us this. This is what Jeremiah said. He said, I called upon your name, O Lord, out of the low dungeon. Hide not your ear at my breathing, at my cry. Jeremiah was in a low dungeon. And I would just ask you right now, do you feel like you're in a low dungeon? Well, in that low dungeon, you can call on the Lord. You can say right now, exercise your spirit, turn your heart to the Lord, and just say, oh, Lord Jesus, I love you. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I need you. As you call on the Lord, that is your spiritual breathing. This is marvelous. We can breathe the Lord in moment by moment by calling on his precious name. Chris, if I would say, oh, Chris, you would you would say, Ed, here I am, because you're a living person. If I say, oh, Abraham Lincoln, he's not going to respond. But because you're living, you're real, if I call on your name, you will come to me. You will respond to me. In the same way, when we call 
Oh, Lord Jesus, he dispenses himself into us. In the whole universe, Jesus is Lord. He is the Lord Jesus. This is our praising and this is our breathing. And so, actually, spiritually speaking, our drinking is our breathing, Chris. You know, the way this is signified is, actually, the water that comes to this earth comes from the heavens. It comes from the air. And then the water on this earth is vaporized and goes back into the air. And even we have things called vaporizers, where we put water in in that vaporizer, and it becomes vapor for us to breathe in. So the water is in the air. So what this shows us is that Christ as the living water is in himself as the spiritual air. So when we breathe him in, we're drinking him. The first mention of calling on the name of the Lord is in Genesis 4.26 with Enosh. It says that, you know, this person's name was Enosh, and it says, Then began men to call on the name of the Lord. Well, the Hebrew name Enosh means frail mortal man. This is us. I don't care how strong we think we are. Actually, we are frail, we are mortal, and we are fragile. What should we do? We have to call on the Lord's name. We have to say, Lord Jesus, every day. I would encourage you right now to say, Lord Jesus, I love you. Lord Jesus, I need you. Lord, come into me. We need to call on the Lord's name continually, and we need to converse with him throughout the day. We need to open up to him and talk to him about all our problems, all our cares, all our concerns. When we do this, we're breathing out our sorrows into his bosom. And then as we converse with him, as we say, Lord Jesus, here I am, you know my situation, then as we're doing that, we're breathing in all his riches. And this is a wonderful way that we can enjoy him, by calling on his name, by saying, Lord Jesus, I love you, and by conversing with him continually throughout the day. To me, this is a marvelous way to experience Christ as the fountain, springs, and streams of living water. Well, and although we touch some of the deeper, more profound elements of the Christian faith in our program, ultimately, this was a very experiential word. I got a lot of help today. Thank you very much for being a part of it. Yes, Chris, I'm looking forward to coming back again for another broadcast. We'll have you back very soon, Ed. And we hope that you'll join us again soon as we continue the life study of Isaiah with Witness Lee. This is message number 40, and that's included in volume number three of the life study of Isaiah. That means that we've taken the entire printed message that accompanies our program today. It's in much greater detail, and that is included in this volume. If you'd like to receive that, please give us a call. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 543-3788. Or address your email to radio at lsm.org. Today for Ed Marks, I'm Chris Wilde, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. We have these recorded studies on every book of the Bible, available to you online, free of charge. Just visit our website, lsmradio.com. You can download the MP3 files, stream them live, or add them to your podcast subscriptions, all at no charge. Once more, the website, lsmradio.com. To contact us, send email to radio at lsm.org or call us at one life study That's 
543-3788. Thanks for listening today.